Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Today, we're welcoming back Paul Federici to the podcast. We finally get a chance to catch up with Paul since we last spoke last year and talking about all the current events happening on the jiu-jitsu world and beyond. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and to our YouTube channel. With much more content, clips, and breakdowns, you're not going to want to miss what's coming up. We are sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's premium cannabis brand, look no further than Spirit Leaf Waterdown. Alex and his crew will get you set up with all your THC and CBD needs on site. Curbside pickup is available and in-store options are coming soon. Don't forget to save on some money by following them on Instagram and give them the promo code CHPODCAST10 and you'll save on purchases every time. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and enjoy the show. Hold up. Look at these backgrounds. Look at these green screens. Blowing the fuck up. One year in, and we're making tens and tens of dollars, and we have green screens. Tens and tens of dollars is right. Tens and tens of dollars. We went went from making no money to ten (laughs) dollars. Yes. Yeah. That's well. Tens and tens. We had tens and tens. Little bit by bit. Yeah. You know what else is out of this world, Aaron? What? The deals at Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at. 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, All the CBD, THC, gummies, edibles, everything you need. Paul, have you checked them out yet? If not, why not? You need to use CH Podcast 10 curbside pickup. That's still a thing somehow in Ontario. (laughs) I love curbside pickup. I've become a a curbside pickup uh, expert. Is that okay? Is that that better? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a lot better. Is it Jiu-Jitsu okay? illegal? The devil's lettuce is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought we'd be in this position, right? Like you think back like 10 years ago that pot is essential now and jujitsu, you can get arrested. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's a little crazy, a little bit of a world that we're living in right now. Oh, buddy. Um, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, but we, we've, I think as you could say, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You never know. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, we've been saying that for 17 I don't months. Anymore. <laughs> there's there's a light at the end of the, the tunnel. curve. Oh, 17 no. months later. <laughs> yeah, two fucking curve won't 14 days to flatten the curve has become 14 years. Holy shit. Yeah. I feel like, I just feel like we're in a position where they're just. They just keep moving like they've been doing this the whole time. But the light at the end of the tunnel is kind of every time we get close to normal, they're kind of like, well, we're not actually going back. Like, you know that, right? Like, we're actually going back to normal. I'm kind of like, all right. All right, fine. I guess uh, we live. Like in I this- said, I've given up on the goalpost theory, right? It's just like yeah. there is no goal line anymore. It's no, like the, absolutely what was that, not. as Nipsey Hussle used to say, the marathon continues. Yes. <laughs> Nipsey Hussle, right? Exactly. He's a prophet. So what have you been up to, my friend? Like everybody oh, just tuned into us right now or actually listening to our this rambling. Uh, we've been joined with our great friend, Paul Federici. He is back with us on the podcast. So very glad to have you back here, sir. Yeah, but, thanks, um, for having, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm happy to be here despite you wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. Oh, uh, I don't spite. even start, buddy. <laughs> disgusting. Even, even, even though he's wearing that, he's wearing that. I'm, I'm still leaf, glad to skull. see you. And you're wearing golf, that blasphemous hat. That yes, Boston, look at that. The Boston Red Sox or Bruins or whatever. 
fuck it is. Yes, this, this is the, I love That's the Bruins. Boston Bruins? I'm a Boston, I'm a big Boston. fucking Red Sox hat, Aaron. What the hell? No, I, big, know, I, I know exactly what he's trying to do. Trying I'm to get under Bruins my skin. Fan. Yeah, he's a Bruins fan. So he just wants to no, I'm not. With a I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. I just saw LeBron James wearing it. I thought I got, I got a whatever. <laughs> whatever LeBron. It. He's he's uh he 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 informs my fashion decisions right so <laughs> oh my god but no you're it's awesome to be back, fans, are you are you're not a Habs fan you know, we're gonna have to end I, this podcast really I'm quick. I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably the worst Canadian because I I actually don't really care for hockey that much I didn't learn to skate till I was like late twenties because I was just a fat kid that was unathletic so I literally like we would go to school like on the days where we'd go to the arena and I would be wearing boots walking around while all my friends would skate around. Like I was that fucking kid. So hockey just wasn't really on my radar, even though I'm pretty short. I played, well, tried to play basketball, which is a little misguided. So I was always more of a basketball fan, but Shout out my, dad, my dad, my dad was a Bobby Orr fan. So I guess I'm, I'm technically a, you know, Boston is a legendary town for sports. So you got the, yeah. you got the, yeah. sorry, Aaron, but Bruins, oh. the Red Sox, legendary fight stories. A lot of comedians are from there. You know, oh, yeah. Bill Burr, Joe Rogan. Yes, yeah. exactly. There's like some ridiculous like fight stories of like, you know, Bill Burr back in the day. Like, oh, Bill Burr is the, I, I, that guy is far and away my favorite comedian. I just, he's, he's the voice of reason in, in these insane times, I think, right now. So. <laughs> He's got some really good uh, skits, but he even had like one that was really good where it was like, <clears throat> excuse me, he was talking about how society is trying to, if you're going to try and take over society, you really think the government is going to try and kill all the people who are taking the vaccine. Those are all the people who are being compliant. They're going to, it's like, why are you going to kill all the people that are being compliant? Oh, I don't the know. Sheeple. We don't want to kill those people. We want to get rid of the other people who are I mean, I, resisting I'm all, everything. I'm all for like, you know, I think some theories have merit. Like I'm kind of more middle of the road with a lot of stuff, but like some of I the- I think most people are, honestly. Some of the like, conspiracies, I think are, yeah. I think an overwhelming majority of the people are kind of annoyed with how things have been going the last, you know, you know, two weeks to 18 months to flatten the curve to I've forgotten. Oh, I understand the outrage and frustration. Totally. And if I was, a, if I was a gym owner, I would be, I'd probably be burning, you know, public buildings down right now because it's just, I don't think it's as much a conspiracy. I think it's a lot of it's incompetence and, and arrogance and, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, e that. it's, it's easy to sit in a, in your office as a politician and make these decisions when it's not affecting your salary, it's not affecting your way of life. So I, I would be livid, but I don't know that I necessarily look at it as like a big power play, you know, but what do I know? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're, maybe we're like four months away from being in intern camps. <laughs> easy, easy there easy there chris scott don't right, start, right? Don't start you know? threatening people now <laughs> yeah, yeah. who knows who knows all gonna try and get us canceled <laughs> but yeah but i've seen there's been a lot of intense theories there's a lot of um a lot of intense theories coming out of the jiu-jitsu community though like i feel like there's a lot of um i think we should cover some of them what are what are some of your favorite conspiracy theories now that we have had Oh, 18 man. months to digest this. Yes, we're going down this road, Aaron. Oh, so man. what are some of your favorite ones that, you know, that you've seen you've seen on Facebook or somewhere else? I have one that to share that's kind of disappeared. Well, I've seen a lot of up. like, I mean, I I I guess 
I think there's just so much pushback on the vaccine front, which I like, I get, I'm not, I think it's like, if you're kind of a vaccine or pro vaccine person, it's like, you're a sheeple and you're an idiot. It's like, I was not in there. You trust medical science. No, but it's, I feel like the, 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 the sentiments are just often too black and white, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the answer that. to these things is rarely on either extreme, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, like if not all vaccines are evil, not, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of big pharma, but I also have family members that are diabetic and would probably be dead if they didn't have access to, to if it insulin, also wasn't for which is, big which, pharma, is pro- which is produced by big pharma, like, you know, and there's psychiatric medications that yes, they make tons of money, but I've seen people have tremendous success and change. So it's, it's always complicated, right? And I just think this, the vaccine piece about it being, you know, some sort of grand scheme to like take us all over and that they're going to implant a chip in us and that it's, it's all too, I, I think it's hysterical because we carry these fucking things around 24 seven. Like they don't need to inject you with something you carry, like you go on the internet and they, and the cookies and all this shit in your browser, take all the information they need. They can track you at any time with this, you know? So I, I just think it, it gets a little crazy and i'm not i understand people's skepticism like i i get that i just i tend to like i have friends that are in the medical community and they're some of the brightest people i've ever met in my life and they're very well educated and so i talk to them about issues and a lot of times things that i've been mad like why aren't they doing this they have a, a perfectly reasonable explanation for it so i try to listen to both sides but the vaccine piece about it being this grand thing to turn us all into zombies and that we're all going to be microchipped and it's all uh, a power play. We're already, Aaron, they're already tracking your like 64 yeah. <laughs> pages of Pornhub that you have. Yeah, exactly. Sick freak <laughs> <laughs> on your iPhone. Oh yeah. And the piece I was going to say is that like, for me, for example, like the, I feel like I'm in the middle because I didn't feel good about the AstraZeneca vaccine, for example. Like I, I felt like there was a lot of reasonable science to suggest that there are blood clots associated with it. Is it a huge risk? Probably not, but they were pitching it as, ah, you know, maybe one in 250,000. I avoided it because I didn't, I didn't feel good about it, you know? And sure enough, a month later, they're pulling it because of that. So I actually got vaccinated and I waited and I got Pfizer and I felt better about that decision because it seems like a did they uh, accidentally slip any Viagra into that? Uh, yeah, I walked out with a giant boner for the rest of the day. So, <laughs> hey guys, that that should encourage most men, I think, to uh, to go and get it. Yeah, I just I, ha- I had to go to the hospital because it was an erection lasting four hours. <laughs> what side effects have you had? Um, yeah. Look down. <laughs> it's weird. I've went out and bought all Microsoft stuff. I just have these visions of bill gates in my head i got a pc you know i threw out all my apple stuff um, bought an xbox 360 yeah 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 exactly i got rid of everything no i didn't really i felt kind of shitty like anytime i've gotten a flu vaccine it's the same thing i kind of feel lousy for 24 hours and then i i feel fine so so yeah but this might be the last time you talk to me. Who knows? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they're, maybe my brain will explode or they something. They just haven't turned it on yet. And then <laughs> yeah, like yeah, once exactly. They, once they change the signal. Exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah. I'm just rambling. So you guys. Do you guys, do you guys do? remember at the beginning, like people were like posting about like 5G, like internet towers yeah. and like how they were, oh, yeah. how they were causing like COVID. Like what happened to that? Like, did they just like abandon that theory like a year ago? Cause like that was all the rage like last year at this time. And then it's like. It just disappears. Like they started talking about, okay, well, other other 
Well, that's because everybody like, got stick everybody... to one thing. That's all I'm asking. Just stick to one conspiracy at a time. No, Whatever I... happened to 5G towers causing COVID? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure about that. Um, but I think it's more like when you have a belief that something um, conspiratorial is going on, if one of those things kind of gets disproven, it's just like, well, then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this. So I don't know. Have you had a, any experience with the 5G affecting your life or, uh, you know? I don't know. My browsing speed is tremendous. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. People are just like, well, maybe it's causing all this, but my phone's a lot faster. So fuck it. <laughs> you got to take the good with the I'm bad. You know? Uh, you know, you got to take a little bit of global shutdown versus faster porn. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe it's a trade-off. Maybe it's a trade-off. Aaron's definitely enjoying the faster porn. Aaron, yeah, he's quiet. Ever since I ever since I said that piece about a he's boner for four hours, there. he's gotten he's real quiet over there. <laughs> Aaron, what that's do I have on my other screen? That's why I have two. I have split yeah, 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 he's <laughs> got a split screen. That's why you have the choking hazard oh in the background, God. and you're hiding your background. Aaron, what are some of your favorite uh, conspiracy theories you've heard over the last year? You know, just in general, it doesn't have to be COVID. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah, let's just, yeah. Just for fun. Well, I, I, I think the, like, one of the funny ones that I always thought was, like, they're shutting all the businesses down, and then basically the whole plan is that the government's going to overtake everybody's business, and nobody's going to be have their own income anymore. And basically, we're going into communism. That's the one that I kind of was like, mm, I'm not sure if that'll fly. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I mean, like, People have like, I saw these leak. The, the best one is the leaked emails. Everybody has that leaked email of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, how so did like, everybody getting these? Like, and that's what I want to know. I want to know where everybody's getting these leaked emails from because this is like, it's like every new week, they always say there's a leaked email that this thing is going to last for another two years or four years or whatever. 2022 is when we're getting out of it. So I'm like, who's your source? Like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's leaked. Let, let, let's see let's see the leaked email that you're supposedly talking about that's what yeah. i'd like to see but nobody can produce the leaked email yeah it sounds like alex jones this is like i have all these documents i have the documents in the pentagon yeah. i have the documents i have them buried in the basement in the vault well that's the problem is just i think it's it's you know people can produce information like i, I there's funny sometimes people will post things like it's like the smoking gun meme of like, oh, this this person said this, and it's it seems like it's a quote from a leader that is very um, incriminating. And then you read the post, and at the bottom, they're like, FYI, I just made this on Photoshop. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so don't believe everything. Read. And I think that's just the difficulty of living in the internet age is there's so much information, and it's I don't think I and I hate when people write conspiracy theorists off as necessarily stupid i don't think they're i think they're often very just intelligent people that love puzzles and rabbit holes and it's very easy once you go down it to lose sight of what's real what's not who to trust who not to trust and to and i don't blame some, a lot of people too because the government is constantly changing their mind and their stance on things and they've been hypocritical with how they're imp uh, imposing lockdown measures and it's like of, why would you trust them? It's like you're dating somebody that's lying to you or changing their mind all the time. Like you're not going to trust them. So as as frustrated as people get with conspiracies, I also think it's partly the government's own fault, right? Like there's always, oh, it, they're not transparent about things and they no. do get caught lying about things. And so why would you trust them on anything at that point, you know? So yeah, it's, it's almost like they create their own problems, right? In it's a lot just of like, ways, yeah. 
Yeah, they create their own issues because they say one thing and then it, all of a sudden it turns out to either like what they were saying is not true or was true for whatever reason. So they create all these different scenarios. And, and again, if you have people locked in their houses and they can't do anything, and <laughs> let's just say they have a business and all they can think about is just getting their own business opened up again so they can make ends meet, or they have nothing else to do, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? They like yeah. people need to, they, they grab on to stuff and they're going to, you they're not going to sit at home and do nothing and just watch netflix they're going to grab onto something that will spark their interest and and they'll feed off that it's no different than going down any wormhole they're going to be like hey did you know this did you know that and then you make up your own theories and that's basically what's happening well, and that's why i mean in a in a way just like i think that's maybe why i've seen it's more prevalent a little bit in jiu-jitsu community because i think as grapplers in jiu-jitsu we like wormholes like part of the like in a lot of ways some of the worm people guard worm no, like some of the people that i know at jiu-jitsu they they're very they go down these deep rabbit holes about nuances of technique and setups and, and so if you took that same mentality and applied it to a political situation then the, the thinking is the same let's go down this rabbit hole let's and you can get taken down all these crazy roads you know so i think that's part of the reason why it's so i think that, i think the big thing why it's so confusing is there's like there's two kind of sides of it. There's like how the, the government's handling it side, which I think everybody's kind of it's frustrated not with. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, which is, which is just not good. But then there's also like kind of like the scientific side where like daily they're learning new yeah. things about this. Like it's an evolving situation. It's not like, okay, here's the problem. Solve it. It's like, it's not two plus two is four. Two plus two is four one day. And then two plus two is now five the next day because now you find more information that's, maybe contradicting other things and maybe you find new information on what you know what's going on and okay remember what we said last week yeah well we found this and maybe that's not right i think government wise they need to do more to communicate that instead of just like yeah, exactly. hey well whatever happened to last week when we were doing this it's like yeah yeah we're not doing that anymore well you can see they they have like and when i say this i don't mean from a grand like like political uh, agenda to turn us into slaves but they do have an agenda like they're clearly trying to say look look we need to we need to keep this more in lockdown and so they're sort of constantly massaging facts to kind of keep us in that area of where they want us to go for now because they probably think it's in the best interest of us public health wise but in doing that they are kind of lying and changing and it just it's not a good look I mean I this what I mentioned earlier even with AstraZeneca like Part of the reason I wasn't crazy about getting it is there was plenty of research from other countries that were pausing it. And even the National Alliance on Vaccine, whatever, said you shouldn't necessarily give it to people under 55. And then here comes Ontario because we're, they need to get vaccinated. So they, they decide to give us AstraZeneca for 40 and up. And I kind of said, this seems like a, a bad idea. And of course, they're pumping all of this, like the first shot is the best shot, you know, all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, I'm like, I this doesn't seem to be going with what this consensus is medically, you know. And then sure enough, four weeks later, they're singing a different tune saying, well, you know, it's, you know, and a lot of people now are disillusioned and pissed off that they were forced to get that vaccine because I think yeah. I think I think a lot of that was they they just didn't have the supply and they're just like, all right, well, we'll take what we can get. We'll get the, exa the, the bro. It's like buying like uh like yeah, you, know, you have your your tiers of car, like your Pfizer and your Moderna or like your luxury yeah, vehicles, and, and, and I, then you got 
your broken down 1975 Pinto. Yeah, 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 exactly. On the side of the road. But they're trying to like steer people away from that because they're worried about people not getting vaccinated when they should be more concerned about informed decisions. Like it looks better to me if you say, look, there is a slight risk here. We're not sure what it is as opposed to being like, no, 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 shut up. Just get the shot. And then later pulling the rug out and saying, well, yeah, it's the risk is a lot higher than what we thought. And I, I think that breeds distrust more than if you were just a little yeah. more transparent, you know? So I don't know if I was, if I was anti-vax, which I'm not, but that thing with that vaccine would make me be like, well, fuck these people. Like they're just going to tell me whatever they need to tell me to get a shot in my arm, mm-hmm. you know? So oh, and again, it's about creating, they created their own problem. Yeah. Right, where yeah. it was just the messaging and you, again you have individuals that are just like they're gonna take whatever you give them and they're gonna run with it um a saying in my old work used to say it was like listen we're trying to move a cruise ship so things move slowly we can only turn it so yeah. fast so long with so many people but we're gonna move as fast as we can on that cruise ship a lot of times they used to say, go fuck yourself. Like, this is the fucking decision you need to make. Like, <laughs> the the hell shit. job did you say that at? Yeah. Aaron, I've never heard that speech before. I wanted to say that, but I didn't. Here's, <laughs> this, here's a cruise ship. Have you ever said that in a meeting, by the way? Cause... No, I never said it. I, I used to be told that all the time when I was expecting certain things to be you know, move in a certain direction as a company, but I was, I was so, going to say, like, if you're trying to give me that spiel, I probably would have just blacked out and zoned out. And <laughs> <laughs> it's blocked from my memory bank forever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it's a, it's, I don't know, man, it's a mess. I'm, I just feel like it, we're at a point with Canada where I don't even know. It just seems like we're pushing farther away from ever getting back to normal like other countries are kind of the states is sort of opening up it's like in canada now we're even saying well even if you're vaccinated you still might so we always have to distance and wear masks and i'm just i don't know i'm just getting i feel like you do the best you can and if people if we can get enough people vaccinated then it's kind of like look this is the best we can fucking do you know we can't yeah, keep that, you locked can't keep that, you locked up indefinitely it's like we've done a lot we've sacrificed two years of our lives yeah, People it's like it's at, at this point, it's if a vaccine's not going to work the or way it's, it's intended, you know, like, then it's like yeah, there's it's like another like, massive way. It's like then what? Like just buy it, buy a gun, collect food. That's even like in Australia, they had like a couple of cases and they moved like immediately back into to some of the places we're moving back yeah. into lockdown. And I just uh, like, oh, yeah, Australia didn't fuck around. Like they were like, no, oh, they did. We got nope, shut it down, shut it down, nope. And, and again. It's going to be a point where, like, a place like Australia, if you want to travel, you're going to have to get vaccinated. They're yeah. not going to mess around. Whereas, oh, you want to go? Okay, no problem. You're going to need a vaccine. Oh, you don't you don't want to get vaccine? Okay, don't come. Yeah, right? I like, think that that's probably inevitable to some degree. Although that's not – people kind of – conspiracy theorists kind of get all fired up about that. But that's not new. Like, there are, like, there are vaccine requirements to come into countries like – that's I know. not, and that, that's, that's, that's it's the, not like this would be a first it's time. New. Thing. It's also, it's, it's not, also, not new. That's not Aaron, a new thing. If, Aaron, you have kids, right? I do. Do they need to be vaccinated to go to school? They do. Well, they, it's, it's, it, they, they can't. No, I'm going to let, I'm going to let my polio stricken kid. Just, 
Mark, oh, sorry, not Mark. I'm gonna let everybody. him. I'm gonna let him limp into that classroom and just give everybody the finger with his good arm because the other one doesn't work. <laughs> well, it's like I remember I had a I had a, a teacher. It's my at, body and my choice. I'll fuck well, my arm just my, my basketball coach and teacher in high school. Like he he had polio and he's like he couldn't like the whole time he always had one arm that would only go like about waist high. Like we don't think about that because vaccines eliminated polio, but it's like you know what I mean. Like we still, a lot of this isn't new, but it's just become so politicized that, you know, I don't know. But yeah, ah, it, eventually when we get out of it now, JJ, what JJ? Philipovic. Jesus, totally butchered his name. Just J JJ. JJ. Yeah. JJ. JJ did say June the 7th, so I still have to pull up the tape and I'm going to pull it up and I post it for everybody on June the 6th. So about what? what was supposed that, to happen? That we're, this is supposed to be over. He oh, predicted yeah. a year ago that June the 6th, this shit was over with. So He, he said it would just disappear. Oh, Christ. I had a buddy that Bullshit. that bet me two or $300 that we'd be back to normal like last August. <laughs> And then he and then he's disappeared. So I can't collect my money. But, <laughs> then, he, then he welched on the bed and picked yeah. up and moved. <laughs> oh fuck! Like he was just like, oh, this is you know. Uh, anyways, but yeah. yeah, I got I, I got a couple five dollar bets going around. Oh, <laughs> you big spender! Yeah, <laughs> big spender. One of one of them is that the Leafs are going to win this year. Oh, don't start! You know you're going, you're going right back into it, aren't you? Paul, take it All easy, right. man. I got my I got my Boston Bruins hat on here. <laughs> You're tugging at you're tugging at Aaron's heartstrings. Also, you're, know, you're tugging just, at his serve money here. I'm like, just yeah, yeah. Keep the receipts for these bets. You're gonna have to declare them at the end of the year. <laughs> oh my god. So oh, so obviously, like this is a jiu-jitsu podcast. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're just good. This, this is we're more like a, hour in. an Alex well, Jones type. Yeah, podcast exactly. So right? like, okay, I got the documents that say that this, <laughs> this is a BJJ podcast. I got them right here. I got them right here. I got it right in my hands. Well, funny enough, but like we're talking about like podcasts and stuff. Like Craig Jones was just on Alex Jones's podcast. He was just yeah. on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast too. John Hanner was back on there again, which is pretty cool because like you're seeing a lot more like higher profile individuals like getting on a lot more podcasts and like mainstream type media because now that the like low grappling is starting to roll out these who number one shows like once a month, which is pretty cool. Like you're seeing a lot more transitions of that like no gi events, people streaming. It looks like again, they're starting to grow again, which is awesome. Well, I think it's a good, it's a good model. It's almost like part of the reason the UFC grew, obviously, because it's fighting and, but um, they did, I think what boxing and places like sports like that never did where you can put the best people against each other. And I think pe that's what people get excited about. And it tends to be, I do think the Nogi thing is, is more accessible, but I like that they're constantly trying to come up with these great matchups. And I think it gets attention more than just like having, matches where it's like one great guy against some nobody or something i really like how they're showcasing the best guys against each other i think it makes for it makes for a bigger event like a lot of people are really excited to watch it and i think the rule set encourages you know uh, a, a better viewer style of jujitsu as well so i i think they're doing a great job that way yeah 
I think we were talking about this even Aaron on a previous podcast where I think you're going to start seeing a divide of like, I don't think you're going to see like the IBGJF like disappear or any, or like no, not big at all. organizations no, no, no. like that. They're going to, no. they're going to be around and they're going to play a very important role, but you're going to see a big divide and you'll see a lot of people like starting to get momentum and like they're doing a lot of IBGJF events. They're doing well, they're meddling, they're winning, they're winning big tournaments. And then you're going to see like people like that. And then they start to transition to a lot of those bigger, super fight shows and you know getting making kind of like almost like that's like the amateur ish side of things and then you have like the pro events well it kind of is just based selling pay-per-views and all that fun stuff to say that it's amateur isn't even an an insult because it's i mean largely amateur and pro is about money right so it's like yeah that's what i mean by that like yeah like i don't don't, think events are amateur or anything oh no i know but when people listen they think maybe they think it but yeah absolutely and yeah, I don't know. This notion that the IBJJF is going to go away or Gordon Ryan saying that like the gi is going to die in 10 years. I mean, I just think the sport's going to grow and I think I think it's good. Like, I don't understand why one has to eclipse the other. Like, if you want to do the train in the gi, then train in the gi. I think all it does is it just opens the sport up and it gives submission wrestling, I think, a bit more credit than it's been getting in the past. And I, I don't see a problem with that. I don't think it has to... I do think it's just more viewer friendly. So I think probably for the casual person or people that don't know what jujitsu is, it's more accessible, especially in a submission only kind of context. Cause it's a more, it's easier to understand. Right. So, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's cool to see it growing like that. I think that's, I think it's just great for the sport all around, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, like we were saying before, there's no way that the, and this is my humble opinion, but there's no way that the gi will ever disappear. Cause I think that notion mm-hmm. of like, Oh, one has to completely be gone. You're, you're going to find more people maybe being attracted to the no gi, but that's just because that's a preference of an individual. And you might have schools that'll just be, you know, Hey, we're just a no gi school. And this is all we do. Whereas you're going to get the gi programs because some people want that tradition. They want that, sure. whether it being it's easier teaching kids classes or, or whatever, that whole idea of like, not necessarily discipline, but some sort of form of order or something like that, right? So I don't think as far as like a, as a market on the general public, you're going to get rid of the key program at all. I think that'll always be there for a sense of tradition, but also kind of like there's just that some people just go towards that. Like I've mm-hmm. always noticed, like even for myself, like I like Nogi, but I prefer to train in the gi. That's just me. Yeah. That's just, I'm just more of a traditionalist that way. Where I'm, some individuals have trained in the gi before, and then they transitioned out, and they're like, no, I'm just Nogi now. I think, and even me, like I've I've leaned more towards Nogi, but like I don't know, it's like my sometimes I like to I, I get bored with it, or I just feel like you know I miss training in the like I just I think yeah I think they both have merit and. I do. I think people are drawn to tradition and I think people like kind of the, there's a bit more of that, like the status symbol in the gi, in my opinion, like people like to, you know, you wear your rank and you represent it all the time. And I think no gi, it's like, it's a little less traditional and it's less about that um, to a degree. So I think people are drawn to that. And yeah, I think, I think, I think training in both is great. Like I I've always said, I think regardless of which one you're drawn to, I think they both have benefits, you know? So I, I don't see it disappearing. I think that, I think if anything, there's just going to be, we're just seeing the, the two branch off a little more and yeah, you're going to get, you know, it could be the kind of thing too, where Nogi tends to be more of a younger person's game. Like if I want to train for the rest of my life, I don't know that I could do Nogi all the time. Like 
it's faster. It tends to draw a younger crowd. It's more associated with wrestling, MMA. It's like, I don't, you know, I'm 43 almost. It's like, I don't know that I could be doing Nogi like that when I'm 50, 55, like maybe, but could, I like that if, if you get an alternative needle to what. You've oh yeah! Previously. Oh yeah! Yeah, not the not the Bill Gates needle, the other one. Not, not the AstraZeneca. Needle. <laughs> not the AstraZeneca. The yeah, Astra that, that's Jactica a whole. Needle. That's a whole other ball game right there. But I mean, even if you're on that stuff too, I mean, you know, aging is not kind to any of us at some point. So no, I, do, I do think, isn't. you know, and it's like, yeah, I think they both have benefit and. So I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think Gordon's statement about it dying is just a little bit, is a little bit self-centered because he, he doesn't like it. Right. So he's not really in that world very much anymore. So, you know, he's, you know, I think he's right in terms of, um, it's just going to be a bit more of a spectator friendly thing. And maybe it'll allow people to make a living more because maybe it can draw more casual viewers that will generate more revenue. I don't know, but I think Gordon would like to believe that's the case, but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, it's like anything it's, I think these things go through uh, trends as well. Right. Like maybe Nogi's hot now and God only knows in five, 10 years, maybe Guy will blow up in a different way that we didn't see coming or whatever. You know, it's always about, I think a lot of it has to do with the athletes at the time. Right. If you get like some crazy, you know, polarizing figure in Guy, maybe he'll do the same thing that Gordon Ryan's kind of done with no Guy. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of Gordon and, you know, he's stepped back from comp competing for a while just because he's had some health issues. Who are, who are some guys that you, both of you think that will potentially kind of carry the flag for jujitsu around? Cause right now, like he, he was the guy mm -hmm. in like no Guy, you know, competitions right now, but now that he's, now that he's not competing right now for health reasons, who's going to fill out Craig Jones? Maybe is there somebody else that you, you guys are thinking of who, who's going to carry that flag? Um, in terms of Nogi, I'm not sure there's anybody that's going to be as dominant as Gordon's been. Um, but I have a feeling he's kind of like, he's going to have an, a trickle down effect with like the Connor McGregor effect, if you will, like in, in jujitsu, the way that Connor, changed the game and now everybody's a shit talker in MMA and everybody's trying to puff their chest out. I think you'll see like a crop of young kids coming up that are probably going to be a lot like that. But as, as far as like people that could, you know, I would, I would think that maybe somebody from that camp, you know, um, I, I'm curious to see how Nikki Ryan does, you know, Nikki's Nikki's found his way onto the uh, Mexican supplements, it, it appears. <laughs> and uh, so I'm uh, every, he's, I, he's got I, the I, I, I laugh, <laughs> I laugh, I laugh when AstraZeneca in his, in his in I laugh intramuscular when, injection. I laugh when everybody's like, well, he's a kid. He just put on, you know, it's like, he's <laughs> a kid. He put on 70 pounds of muscle. That and I mean, he got, he got big pretty quickly too. And the like, thing is, is, well, there's a couple things I, and I'm, you know, I'm no expert, but I mean, I think with a lot of anabolics, there tends to be a bit of a look that's a little different. Um, I find like guys that take a lot of stuff that you, they really get thick through the shoulders and the traps. Um, and the like thing, Aaron, look at him, look at him over there. Yeah. That yeah. Swole, just traps just, up to his ears. Well, and the other thing that's crazy 100%. is like, I, I don't, I've never known a natural athlete in jujitsu that trains like a fucking <laughs> I've never known a natural athlete. No, I've never known a natural athlete. Allow me to in finish that statement. Everybody's yeah. on the gear. They're, yeah. I've never known a natural athlete period. Next sentence. 
No, I've never known a natural person that's trained that has put on a lot of lean mass in a relatively short period of time while training the amount of jujitsu that these guys train. Because that's kind of that's honestly the, that's kind of the red flag. The for me. two are completely like antithetical. Like you can't do a lot of intense cardio and look like and become a bodybuilder at the same time. If that mm -hmm. were the case, then a lot of bodybuilders would probably do a ton, a shitload of intense cardio. And not even intense cardio, like jujitsu is like most people that I know that train an insane amount lean out, they get lighter because it's yeah. you're burning an insane amount of calories. Mm -hmm. The amount of food you'd probably have to eat, and at, especially him as a young man, to try to like, there's a kid that I train with that I've talked about in the past, phenomenal jujitsu guy. His name's Vinny Diaz. This kid has great genetics, and you know. He trains like, like when he doesn't train, he gets thicker because he's not training and he looks, you know, but when he's training like that, he fucking, he, he loses a ton of weight because you like, even though he eats like a pig, because you can't sustain that. Like your body's not going to want to be that sort of, uh, level of cardio training like that. And then just, you're going to just pack it on in your shoulders and delts and traps and arms. Like it's so stupid to me when like, to me, that's a red flag. If you're, if you're putting on, and it's not to say you can't gain weight, but it's just the quality kind of lean mass that these guys are putting on. It's such a red flag to me. In my opinion. even Ethan Krellenston went from like a, a, a very, like, you know, he's a good frame. He's a lean guy, but like, Jesus fucking Christ. He looks like a goddamn, <laughs> he looks like a fucking superhero now and God love him. If you want to fucking do that, but don't feed me this bullshit that it's just because you're doing g garage workouts with fucking Sunny, hey Sunny, you know what I mean? I'm sure she's great. She's also was a former competitor in the in the 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 uh, the bodybuilding fitness scene. They're all fucking on shit. All of them, even the fitness, the female fitness competitors, and that's just it's a true. fact it's at a true. certain level. Not all of them, but at the pro level, they all are. Oh, um, yeah, at the pro level, I think anybody that's involved in bodybuilding is they're taking something. Yeah, and it's like I don't really care that much, but just don't sell, don't feed me this bullshit that it's because you're you've got some secret formula, you know, like Tom DeBlas, <laughs> Tom DeBlas, Tom DeBlas is like I'm gonna put out my intermittent fasting. DVD. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. the fuck out of here, Tom. Like I'm sure you do that, but like if you saw pictures of him when he started, he's a fucking wet noodle, and now he's like 265. <laughs> pretty pretty jack it's like can we just be transparent about it like if you're gonna do that just but don't feed me this bullshit you know bro i'm all natural what do you mean oh i, I my put God. 60 pounds of muscle on in the last anyways year. i just went on a, a tirade there triple, on a rant. like triple my genetic limit well, like the, this is the other thing that sort of pisses me off about gordon ryan <laughs> is because Gordon, if you follow him, he, he talks all the time. He bitches about people don't work hard enough. People make excuses. People don't want to sacrifice. And here he is. He's got a fucking stomach issue that God love him. I have, I've had a fucking atrocious stomach my whole life. I've seen a million doctors. It's been a, a major problem. I can, I can sympathize with him, but the solution for him is probably to lose weight, eat a little less and probably get off some of the shit he's taken. I guarantee you, if you have some sort of a stomach disorder or, chronic illness like that being on a bunch of gear cramming thousands what do you mean he just works really hard no, and, and i know me. no i mean that's the dumbest i don't if anybody <laughs> believes that i don't if anyways i'm not even <laughs> gonna address that puerto rican horse meat that's the secret i mean he those. makes jokes about it anyway too he always says it's jesus and you know so but i'm saying <laughs> 
I'm saying here's here's he's making kind of light of the fact that like there's some guys out there that are just like, hey man, I work really hard. Like I think it's acai bowls. I I think if you think that you're if Gordon Ryan's naturally you're out of your goddamn mind. No, he's he's definitely not. No, but I'm saying, but here's a guy that like, if he wants to like, it just seems like he he kind of wants to quit easily. Like he he wants to be the greatest ever, but then he's like, well, I don't want to train in the gi and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. It's like compared to another sport imagine aaron Rodgers was like i'm the best quarterback ever it's like well tom brady's got fucking seven rings over there so you can't just win one and make that claim i know he's got 380 cc titles but if you want to be the best then he's got to be chasing numbers at this point in my opinion he's got to be doing the world i I agree with you can't just show up to the tournaments that you like and want to do is he the best ever no he probably i believe that he is but like just stop with this and do the work. Like it's the reason he doesn't want to do it is because it's hard to stay at the top and continue to win and win and win. Like Hodger Gracie does or all these other people. But anyways, my point is, is that he, he talks about people quitting. It's like, how about you take some time off the the stuff you're taking, stop eating as much food and try to compete as a more natural or lighter athlete. And I bet you, he doesn't want to do that because he, he likes having muscle mass. He likes being a big, strong guy. And to me, he's kind of taking the easy road here. Instead of getting lighter, eating less, probably taking less shit, he's just going to kind of indefinitely retire from the sport. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I, I obviously, his diagnosis is what it is, but I, I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of shitting out on this when he could probably do some stuff that would make him feel a lot better. I just don't think he wants to do it because I don't know if he's going to feel as confident competing at a lot lighter weight, to be honest with you. I I'm not sure that he wants to do that. Yeah. Cause I, I know when I was listening to the uh, podcast, he wants to get up to, I think it was like two fifty is where he wants to really it's insane. be. I, like, he was like, like 170 I, pounds. If you look at Gordon Ryan, when he was natural, when he was younger, he he's not meant to be at that weight. Like he's he, yeah. like his body, like, he was in pretty good shape at that time too. Yes, he was. He was, like he was jacked out of his mind. He was ripped. Five hundred eighty pounds. You know, maybe. I'm sure he would put on more weight. He'd probably be around two hundred. But like to get to two fifty, like he even he's even said this in some of his posts. He's like the amount of food I have to eat to. It's like, dude, you're overloading a stomach that already has a predisposition to being problematic. Mm-hmm. So so accept that maybe you should probably be around one eighty to two hundred, and I bet you he'd feel a shitload better. But I don't. I wonder if, in the back of his mind, he's not as confident of dominating people that maybe he's not bigger than to some degree, you know? Because I know the lighter weight classes tend to be a, a way more technical, you know. So I don't know. These are just some hot takes I'm throwing at you. Just hot yeah, no, takes. you know what? It is always possible. Um, one of the best things I heard from Craig Jones was he wanted to go to Mo, the guy who runs ADTC. Yep. He's like. I think one year you should just go up and tell everybody, oh yeah, by the way, we're testing this year and see what everybody's reaction is like <laughs> at the rules meeting just as a joke to see what happens and just be like, oh yeah, we're testing this year, by the way. And you just see half the field just walk away. I want to <laughs> see, see how many people are just going to melt that cup that they're going to have to pee in. <laughs> Well, that's why I admire people that, I mean, look, I don't have a fucking, I, I can't sit here and say for sure, but I have my suspicions of people, but I like 
that's kind of why I like certain people like Lachlan Giles. I, tr I do honestly believe Lachlan is a natural athlete and he's already in his thirties. And it's like, he, he had a great what, showing. Wasn't Gordon young man's trying to like accuse him of like doing his Gordon, Jesus Christ. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon's yeah. like, was, Gordon shows like, a, you're going to bring this up because oh Gordon God. did show some pictures of Lachlan when he was like in his twenties and then now in his thirties and go, yo, oh, you're telling me that this guy has natural success testosterone. Just saying his words, not mine. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, if if I don't believe that that the quote unquote transformation he showed was was dramatic, to to be honest with you. But he's like, oh, his head's ten times bigger, and but like, it's like, I don't know. It that kind of is a window into my mind. It's a Gordon's thinking that like, if he thinks that's impossible naturally, then how hard has Gordon really worked naturally on his own body? Probably not. Probably not a lot. I think Gordon probably thought when he got to a certain age, I'm going to go and just jump on shit. Um, I don't know. Maybe he is on stuff. I, I don't believe that the the pictures he showed really reflect somebody that I think would be taking a lot of shit. But, um, you know, I, I, look, I think the ADCC at this point has become the the steroid Olympics. It's like, let's just see, <laughs> right? Like everybody wants to do like an Olympic games or just like, let's let them do whatever the fuck they want and push human potential. And I just like, I don't know. I, ethically to me, it's like, I don't really care at the end of the day, but it's like, it, you know what I mean? If you have to do that to compete, I don't, I don't like, I, if I had to take, like I competed at Nogi worlds in the master's division like a couple of guys that i i'm like it was ridiculous they're like i saw some old pictures of the one guy that i fought in the semifinals, and like a few like he's just you know what i mean he's just gassed up and it's just like i think you're i just think it's cowardly like i think i i'm i went out there i beat those fucking guys and i was proud because i'm fucking 43 and I have like a testosterone in the fucking toilet and I could be on TRT if I wanted to do it. I take fucking, I'm on medication for mental health stuff that makes me fucking fat and slow. And it's like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like I beat you and you're fucking blasting a bunch of shit. Cause you're a fucking coward. That's why, you know what I now mean? Imagine if you started blasting a whole bunch no, of shit. No, no, well. I, I don't, I probably wouldn't do well on it, but it's like, I just think it's getting to a point where it's kind of a joke. And I do, I, I agree. Like, I think, I think it should take something away from your, your wins. Like, like, you know what I mean? I just think it's, you, you did it with the aid of an illegal substance, right? Like, like you had to, you know, previous, previous podcasts that me and Aaron did, we were talking about like, you know, PEDs with Kieran and like, he basically said the same thing. It's like, you know, like he feels better, you know, doing things naturally. And I think like, how are you, how are you going to legitimize? And we we're talking about like, how do you legitimize jujitsu? How do you legitimize a sport where you have people just doing God knows what and injecting God knows what into their body, you know, AstraZeneca and all this nonsense. Yeah. The AstraZeneca, <laughs> but, they're all just walking around with four hour boners. So it's four hour boners. <laughs> I just think you need to make some, like, even if they sprinkled in some random testing, like, I know it's always going to be an issue, but I think in jujitsu, especially in the ADCC, it's just become a joke. Like, you know, like, every, yeah, it's I just utterly like ridiculous. It's, it's so out of control. It's sort of like baseball was I, like, I think you had to make it say it was ba baseball. They actually pretty much kind of like turned a blind eye to it. I think they yeah. kind of knew everybody was kind of taking they, something. They, they were just knew, like, and, and look, like baseball I, got super listen, popular I, again. I get it. I get it because people are like, look, you know, I train so hard. I can't train as much. I get injured. I'm getting older, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I get the, I get the draw to do it. I'm not an idiot. Like I, I, you know, 
I know there are medical situations where it's not bad and there's new, you know, this whole TRT thing is, is big, but I feel like a lot of people, it's just an opportunity to jump on a light cycle. That's what I think a lot of people do. And like, I've trained with people that take it and a lot of times they're just lazy. You know, they don't train that hard. They eat like shit. Their lifestyle sucks. They don't sleep. It's like, yeah, of course your testosterone is going to be low. You know what I mean? You eat junk yeah. food. You don't train that hard. Um, wow. And you're it's, throwing a lot of daggers at Aaron. No. Are you on shit, Aaron? Are you, are you on shit? <laughs> Not in anything. No, no yeah, but like, I sound like you're like, talking to Aaron for a second. It's like, you sleep like shit. You eat like shit. You don't train. No, but that's, lazy, a, that's the modern, that's the, that's the modern, bald. the modern person now is like we're overstressed we don't eat well people don't sleep it's like yeah there's a reason your testosterone's low is because you're you're treating your body poorly you know exactly. or whatever yeah like, so uh, it's like testosterone is gonna be low and no offense like if you're if any of you guys take shit like i'm not i get it like i'm not i'm not like i hate everybody that does it i i just <laughs> like i understand the draw of it but i just i think in a competitive environment it's you know it's a shortcut you know so yeah i, I so fuck like, the like, both of you that are on shit. <laughs> but, 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 I'm like 220. I'm like 230 yeah. right now. Look at this. Look at that. But, Twisted steel and sex appeal. You guys, you you should be coaching Gordon Ryan. But like you were saying, right? Like if it's if it's for somebody who's whether they're trying to improve their sex life or if it's they're not yeah, eating, like, for yeah. example, like they're just they're training to train and this helps them feel better. Yeah, I get it. Reason, I get that. It's like go for it. Do it. It doesn't matter, right? But when, when obviously like, especially when money is on the line or like, you know, like bragging rights, you want to call it when you're taking a, an advantage they're short on that type of cycle wise. Yeah. It is a disadvantage to another individual, right? It is a performance enhancing product, right? Not saying a drug because there's many different things you can do, but yeah, you're taking an advantage away from another individual rather than a technique or you didn't work as hard for whatever reason. And I think that's really prevalent in the the master's division nowadays. Where I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because oh, like I, yeah. I, and that's Absolutely. what I've heard. Where it's master's like, worlds, aka it's like, TRT yeah, worlds. It's, it's the TRT worlds, man. It really TRT is. TRT worlds. Everyone's got a really deep voice and their traps are bursting out of their rash guards. You're just like, what the fuck is I've, going I've on here? 50 year olds that are just like shredded. They have like shredded. 30 packs. Yeah. I'm like, how, I'm like there's well, no what, way this is natural. Well, what's <laughs> funny too is I always hear people say, I mean, I've done a lot of, like, I've talked to like doctors about it and stuff and, and do like, I have friends that take it and read a lot about it. And it's sort of like, people always say, well, I'm just replacing my testosterone. So I would be like what a normal young guy would be. And it's like, it's kind of bullshit because if you inject, you get like peaks and troughs. So it's like, it, it doesn't just leave you in the normal range. Like most of the time you're probably injecting and spending a good amount of time in a slight super physiological dose. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of come down and then you inject again. It's like a normal guy's testosterone peaks in the morning and drops at night, peaks in the morning and drops at night. So it's like you, you're spending most of your time in an unnatural state because no normal testosterone has those kind of ebbs and flows like, like as a, an injection. So it's like, get the fuck out of here with this. Like I'm putting my testosterone back. You know, it's like, yeah, you're it's putting an, it back temporarily. And then, well, you know, it's like, it's an average myself right? out of the tree after. Yeah. It's like, if you measured yourself a few days after you injected, you'd be probably pretty damn high. And then that comes yeah. down, you know? So it's like for the week, you're probably spending a good part of your week at a, <laughs> a super physiological dose. So 
anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I think it gets couple, me a little fired up. There, there's a, there's a health, <laughs> you know, there definitely is like a health component to this where if somebody's sure. like yeah. testosterone's in the shitter, I wouldn't just yeah. go, go, Hey, you should get on TRT immediately. Maybe you should make some adjustments to your lifestyle. First of all, of course, second of all, when it comes to like, just getting back to like jujitsu and trying to like legitimize it as like a mainstream sport. It's like, how many mainstream sports allow you to just gas yourself up to the tree and just <laughs> go out there and like rip somebody in half? Not a lot. Baseball would probably have been a good comparison. Baseball, let it, um, let it slide. And then it got like ridiculous. Yeah. And look, I, I get the pressure. Like it's, you know, and I'm sure a lot of athletes get to a point where they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, imagine you're a natural athlete and you want to go compete at ADCC and like everybody's on shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not going to probably be able to train as hard. You're not going to recover as well. So like, I get the, the, you feel drawn into it because you're just trying to level the playing field, you know? So I, I get it. I just think, yeah, I think there probably won't because they want ADCC to be such a spectacle. And it is, they all look like superheroes, you know, and they, they're competing a lot in a short period of time, right? Like they're, you know, they have to go a lot. And so I, it's not that I'm oblivious to like the, the, the advantages or the, you know, even like you said, from a health perspective, but it does create a real gray area where you're kind of like, especially in the, the master's division where guys are taking it for health, but then it becomes an advantage. So it's a messy thing. You know, I just think they should probably implement at least some random testing here and there, you know, so with the rock takes it, it <laughs> oh, the rock claims he's natural, right? So the, the, all these guys claim they're natural for Christ's sakes. It's like, you know, I actually admire people that are kind of like, yeah, I fucking take shit. It's kind of like, all right, you know, I think it's, I think it's another thing as well. I think it's, just, it's the, I think it's more the honesty of it where like my issue is more like if somebody wants to do something like with their body, as long as they're not harming somebody else, go for it. If yeah. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. Bodybuild and take stuff and you know go for it um just you know make sure you do your research and you know what you're doing with that said it's like the the thing i have an issue with is it's like hey like here's this like six-week program and you're gonna look like the rock that like aaron's gonna try to sell and then like you go from like somebody looks like aaron to like the rock in like six weeks and it's I've like seen oh you yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna hit the gym it's like <laughs> fuck off you're not you can't look like that in six weeks and then you well, see, well that's and you see it well, in the and fitness it's, community trying to sell stuff like that like what's well, skew it's it skews people's perception right because they think like if they don't look like that in six weeks that it's not the right program or they see hollywood actors that get ready for a role and it's like yeah they're probably <laughs> they're probably working hard and taking <laughs> shit you yeah. know what i mean yeah like even though they're already in good shape but yeah so um now that i've gotten that soapbox rant out of my system <laughs> um yeah i i think it'd be cool to see like some testing but you know i i doubt that i doubt the adcc will unless something really changes because i think they're they're blowing up and they're gonna have another great um uh, event soon and hopefully and yeah, uh, the, I think people, it makes it exciting. People want to see these larger than life people, you know? Yeah. I think the next planned event is for ADCC um, 2022 and it's going to yep. be in Las Vegas. And I believe that's uh, the planned spot for this year, which should be pretty cool. That'd be it's wild. Be yeah. It'll be wild. It'll be interesting to see if Gordon will be able to 
get back if he decides he's going to come back. It all depends on stomach issues, I guess. So then that also kind of frees up the spot for the new super fight. So it's kind of curious to see what happens there. See if they, yeah. they fill that void with something else. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Well, I do think Gordon will come back. Like, I, I don't think that this is a permanent thing. I no, think, I think it's just a know. short-term thing. I think yeah. he just yeah. fix what's going on with his health. I think so. I think once he, you know, and I, I for a guy like that too, I'm sure like for a guy, like it's probably easy for him to say he's going to retire now because he's so big. But I mean, once you retire and you fade into the background a little bit, it's like you lose the kind of the, the sort of uh, popularity you had. Maybe people aren't buying your DVDs as much. And like every one of his performances is a walking advertisement for him, right? You know, yeah. like his, his mm-hmm. style, his, and he's great. Like I, his DVDs, like, They've changed the game when it comes to quality of instruction, you know, like the details are off the chart. So uh, I do think he'll be back. Really, I don't know when, but you'd think that he'd come back for ADCC. He seems to really like that. But if he's out, yeah, I don't really know. Like, I mean, I was kind of really disappointed in the Galvao situation. Like, I was hoping that they would have a super fight, you know, um, but I, I really don't think that's going to happen. No, uh, I, th- I think that's dead in the water. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think now that, like, after that whole situation, like, Galval's kind of, like, lost the steam for it, where it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to focus on teaching. I'm going to focus on my guys. And I don't, I think he's going to step away from that fight altogether. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you know, I although I do like how – I do think he – I think he's misreading it in a sense that, like, because I think people are afraid to fight Gordon because they're going to lose. But, like, I liked what Wagner – did where he fought Gordon was like, Hey man, look, like I think people respected him more because he went out and at least he tried. Do you know what I mean? And he gave mm. Gordon a good, a good match at who's number one. Yeah. And I think by not fighting him, it makes Galvao look a little worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he'd be better off honestly taking that match. And even if he loses to Gordon, people are going to be like, Hey, you know what? He, he took the challenge and at least he tried like he's a legend no matter what. Yeah, yeah, like so it, it's one like, match doesn't define like his yeah, legacy. Like, like he's already defined as like like an all time. He like we we're talking about all time greats. Like he's definitely up there when it comes to ADCC and IBJJF Mundial World Titles and all. Yeah, that. Like, like no he, no loss is gonna. And he's older too. Like he's I don't know what is Galvo. He's probably close to 36. forty. You no, know, and not, it's like not forty. He's like 36, 38. Well, but I'm saying you know by the time that would roll around, he'd be close. Like there's no yeah. shame. Like I mean that that's a good thing. Like the younger generation should, should be better. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I guess when you're like the consummate winner, like him, it's probably hard to take a loss. Like, you know what I mean? But I mean, that's going to happen. Like everybody's going to age and there's going to be young studs coming up constantly. Like, you know, by the time every, these guys hit 40, 45, like there's going to be 20 year olds that are chasing them down, you know, other time is undefeated. Yeah, it really, really is. Even, even with the, uh, even with enhancement, like I said, it's still not going to be the same, but yeah, I don't know if, if Gordon and Galvao are out, like, I don't even know who they could put in there. You know, I was excited to see Gordon because I wanted him to try to do the, his division. Plus well, yeah, fight. that, that, that would have been, been amazing. If they would yeah. let him do that, do the division, see if he could win the division plus also go into the super fight. Like that, that would have been pretty neat. I think so. You know, cause I, I, I do like the super fights, but I, I wish that they would allow like them to still compete and do their thing in their division. Cause that's, yeah. it just makes it exciting. Like it's almost like 
you could duck Gordon Ryan just by the fact that he won, right? It's like next time around, it's like, yeah. okay, well, I don't have to worry about him. It's like, no, let the champion keep coming back. Like, let him run, you know, let him run the table. At least yeah. like in the, at least in the division, the division makes sense. Like in the absolute, yeah. it, like it doesn't really make sense. Cause I'm like, what is he going to do? Like fight, fight himself? himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. But it'd be cool to see, like, to at least have the opportunity to do that. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think if they lose Gordon, that's a real, you know, cause whether you like him or hate him, he's, you know, people hate watch him people. So he's, he's a big, a big uh, driver in the success, but I can't, I can't see him missing that. I would almost be, I'd almost think maybe he's taking time off now to try to get healthy so he can ramp up for it. Like yeah, that might I be, think so. I have a hard time seeing him missing that man, especially like with what's at stake in a super fight and you know, all that and making history by maybe doing his division. So we'll see. Yeah, that, that, that would be a very interesting concept that I'd like to see eventually, but we'll have to see what happens down the road. But until then, I still think um, we were talking about it on another podcast. I think in the meantime, as we were talking about like Nicky Ryan, cause I'm still like, as much as like, again, he comes from that whole squad. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily sold on Nicky Ryan just yeah. yet. Um, no, I'll be honest with you. I'm more sold on Craig Jones kind of taking that mantle right now and kind of, mm -hmm. especially with his skill set, just his size, all those other things that kind of has going, his personality was another thing too. Cause you also look at like, how are you going to drive the sport along? Right. Yeah. And it's just, obviously it's a different angle of compared to like Gordon, where we should talking everybody on the internet where uh, Craig's going to take more of the comedic route, which I think yeah. is great for his character. Which I think is hilarious as well. And, I think, oh yeah. He's, he's yeah. a character, that guy. I think he, with his style, his, I'm going to go in that same mentality. I'm going for the submission. This is what I'm going to do. I think he's kind of the guy that's going to carry that mantle until Gordon decides he's coming back. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think Nikki is, he's amazing. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it, I do think after Gordon, there's a drop off there, right? Like, yeah. I don't see, I don't see Taza or Krellenston really like stepping up. Like, I, I think they're amazing. I just mean, you know, like even Nikki, they're, they're just at a different, a different level, like, you know. And it'll be interesting though, to see as Nikki kind of matures, he is like, listen, the, the size and strength and he, he's talked about trying to open up and show off more of his game too, you know, cause I think we've traditionally seen him kind of sit, look for heel hook entries mostly. And I'm sure he's much more well-rounded than that. And maybe the size and strength will give him more confidence to kind of step up and, and play different, a different style. Those Puerto but I Rican think supplements, those Puerto Rican supplements, <laughs> Um, but, uh, but he doesn't like the personality He's much more, I think he's much more timid than Gordon. Like he's much more reserved. So mm -hmm. that is a factor I think in selling personalities, but, but yeah, definitely I'm not, is. but I'm not convinced. Like I'd love to see like the training footage of like, uh, Craig Jones and, and the Nikki and all those guys, like that would be cool to see, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I think Craig has the personality and kind of the style He's got such a slick style, like his entries into legs and stuff. It's just unbelievable. So he's probably going to be the guy that, that does carry that torch, I suppose, until Gordon comes back to a degree. I think so too. Like, I think what it comes down to is like Gordon, highly skilled, but he also had personality. I think the yeah. keyword's personality. So if you want people to, you know, push the sport to the next level, they have to have like a personality or somebody to bring outside people that may not necessarily watch 
jujitsu or like submission grappling to that. And I think like Gordon Ryan had that to a certain extent. I also, I think Craig Jones has that to a certain level in a different way where, you know, he's, he's funny. He's going on Alex Jones. He's challenging Gabby Garcia to (laughs) the the intergender championship of the universe. Oh my God. That Gabby Garcia stuff was hysterical. Oh my God. He just shows up in like the the tank top with like the, uh, they did you see the bit where they do the arm wrestling? Yeah. Oh my God. He's, he's ridiculous with like his only fans thing. Now it's like, what the fuck dude. Paul, will you be getting an only fan? No, the there's no chance. There's no chance there's well, part of the reason is there's no audience. Right. So then there's, there's that factor. How do you know? You might not, you might have an audience out there that, that wants to see more of you. Yeah. You never know. You never know, but I can't see that happening at any point in time. I don't know if they have like a master's division for only fans as well for like the old, the old, <laughs> The old people. Now that's a reason I might jump on a cycle if I'm doing a doing OnlyFans to develop some nice gyno like uh, like uh, Israel Adesanya. There you <laughs> money, go. The money. That's what sells. Oh sells, baby. Sex, Sex sells. sells. Yep. Oh personality. Personality. Exactly. I think is key to, to getting people back. You know, into the sport and to or getting more and more people into the sport and like watching it on a professional level. And I think you know, Craig's probably going to be one of the, one of those guys that's going to be able to drive that. And I think that's, you have to be really good, but you also need to have the personality to bring people in. Yeah. Like I said, love Gordon or hate him. It's like, there'll probably be like a, you'll feel his absence from competition, you know, like, I think yeah. he, he's kind of larger than life and sort of transcends the sport a little bit. And, uh, but I think he's joining the the commentary team at uh, who's number one. Yeah. I, I think I that's what he's, that, doing, so. he's doing right now. So Ricardo can't get back into the country right now. So he's out. So they're bringing in Gordon instead. Oh, and Ricardo can't get into the States. Shout well, out to Ricardo. Because he, he can't, they've... like, coming back is too much of a pain in the ass. Like, last yeah, time we oh, spoke yeah. to him, it's just like, it doesn't make sense for him right now. No, then he'll I'm have sure to it's quarantine a... for two weeks and whatever. But, like, I think, like, eventually when he's able to travel again, he'll we'll see Ricardo back on the, back yeah. going down oh, to no Texas doubt. for sure. He'll be back there. Yeah, Americans absolutely. don't want those illegal Canadians coming over the border. They're gonna yeah, go to the wall. Those filthy Canadians, out. filthy Canadians. Yeah, I can't... vaccinated AstraZeneca Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Gordon just like speak in disgust at what he's seeing on the mats. Like he's just like, I don't know what you know. Like when he watches other people, he's <laughs> yeah. just like, this. You could just hear the like disdain he has for how bad everyone is at jujitsu. Like even the best <laughs> in the world, he was like, oh. Well, and, and that's the funny too, thing too with like him doing commentary where he's just going to like call it out and be like, even if it's Craig doing something, it's like, I wouldn't do that. He's so fucking stupid. He could get caught doing this. Like, what's he doing? Like, he's yeah. pretty oh, funny yeah. in his commentary. Oh, he is. It, well, I mean, he's unbelievably analytical. Like, I mean, like I said, I like when you listen to him dissect the sport, you kind of realize he's seeing it, I think, on another level than than most other people, you know, especially Nogi, right? Like everybody's always like, oh, Nogi's not as technical. But I think when you watch some of his DVDs and and just listen to him talk about it, you realize like the depth of knowledge he has is pretty insane. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was pretty interesting. I was listening to the um, Danaher and Joe Rogan, the newest podcast on today. And Danaher was talking, especially about there were three major issues of what Jiu-Jitsu had that needed to be improved upon that he's dedicating his life work to kind of improve upon, which was first one was a leg lock game. 
-hmm. right? So obviously we were ignoring this arbitrary rule of 50% of the body and we weren't good at that game as jujitsu players. And now that's kind of evolved and more people are going into that route of obviously they're learning that game at a, at a younger age as a grappler. The second and the third one was the, the, uh, the stand-up portion. So obviously the takedown portion where we're adapting the, the rules of wrestling or judo. And it's not necessarily jujitsu. It's, it's an off of another sport, mm -hmm. right? We're utilizing that to kind of get the feet right to the ground. And then the third part was being once you got the person to the ground is keeping them on the ground. So the yeah. idea of pressure from the top position as soon as the, the fight hits the ground. So I'm curious to see where that evolution goes, especially where he's, he sees it on a different level, right? Yeah. We're looking at it as like, hey, we're students of the game. We're evolving as it goes. But where these guys like Gordon and Danaher are seeing it on a totally different frequency and saying, okay, how are we going to change these concepts and make them work in jujitsu? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely... I've got to check out that podcast. I actually haven't listened to Joe since he moved to Texas. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he's really, uh, he's changing the game. I'll be, I'm kind of curious to see like what impact he has on the stand up portion. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not sold on, on whether or not, like, cause I'm not sure. Like, I feel like a lot of what he's adapting, I'm sure is from wrestling. And I just feel like mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I'd be curious. I'm, I'm wondering if he'll have, I have a hard time believing he'll have the same kind of impact in those other two areas as he did on the leg game, because the leg game was just such a such a hole like that just really caught fire and changed the game. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the influence of wrestling is changing the game uh, with a lot of young sort of people with wrestling bases getting into no gi. Like it's, it's becoming a more of a hybrid jujitsu wrestling game, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it, I agree with him that that's a, that's a big area that's probably going to change in the future. Definitely with like no gi submission wrestling as well. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like unavoidable at this point. Like it's, I think if, you, if you're not going to learn how to at least adopt some wrestling stuff, you're going to be left behind for sure, you know? Yeah, I hate takedowns. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I used to, I used to real honestly, I was never, I didn't like it either. Like wrestling's really fucking hard. I mean, I think, it is. And I think in jujitsu, it's always like, we're always trying to find the like least the like the most efficient least energy uh draining way to do things but wrestling's kind of it's almost not wrestling no <laughs> but it, i mean don't get me wrong like the technique is there and i think we we miss that to a degree but like yeah a lot of it's very effort is a major component of it and but i found that it it just helped me like i think it made me a much tougher grapple like i really committed to learning wrestling and I, I find that it's not the kind of thing that I feel like I can do year round though. Like I don't feel like it's, I can. It, it's hard on the body, especially oh, like yeah, yeah. as a, let's say an older gentleman now. Yep. And if you're trying to incorporate more wrestling into what your you, What are you now, trying to say? What are you trying to I'm say? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm 38. <laughs> like I'm not young anymore. We're, we're oh man, I'm 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But I'm just, no, but I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like if you're trying to, let's say you've never done like wrestling before. Right. And yeah, then it's you're a like, tough one to pick up in your and 40s. you're going to pick up wrestling now as a 40 year old, like good luck on your knees and your hips, like and your back. Like, it's just, that's just too rough. Like, especially if you're going to do it every day, if you're going to do it like once a month, fuck, go for it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah you, it's always good to learn, but like to dedicate that, like, okay, I'm training for worlds and I'm going to do wrestling two, three times a week. Oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, you're going to be on the sauce for sure. 
because that, you're just going to use it. Bring for it in full circle. Injury. I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I was doing when I was, when I was training a lot at Parabellum in between Pura, uh, like I was wrestling a lot and, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard on the body. Um, but man, it was such an advantage. Like I felt like I had such an advantage and especially like it's, it's one thing to wrestle against another wrestler, but when you wrestle against a jujitsu guy, it just, it's a lot oh, easier, yeah. it's so you know, much like easier. hitting their hips is like, they cut, they fall over a lot easier and it's just, but I mean, the, the thing is like when I was doing that though, I'd always have a lot of more anxiety going into practice. Cause I was always, you know, you're like, well, the chances of injury here are a lot higher, yeah. you know? And that, and even, even over the pandemic people I've trained with, like, I've seen a couple of good injuries and it's all from takedowns and throws and mm -hmm. stuff. And so it's just one of those things that, yeah, it's, and I found it actually quite hard to like bridge the gap because like you get into more into wrestling and then you're using a lot more effort in general, cause your mentality is a little different. And then sometimes it's making your jujitsu less efficient and then it's hard to blend the two and like. How do you practice them both? Because so it's a tough it's a tough thing to kind of balance. I I found in my opinion, but I I try to look at it now as like if I'm going to compete, I'll devote more time to it. But if not, I'm working on kind of my guard a little more as opposed to just let's get takedowns all the time. You know? Yeah. So Paul, what's uh when this is all hopefully over in the next like you know five to ten years? What's in <laughs> your future? What's in your future? Give us an update. You know what are you like, going to be doing? I honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure right now, as far as competition goes, like I, um, I never really, like, I don't see myself being like a constant competitor. Like I really would like to eventually do the world's no geese at a black belt. I'd love to do that in my, in my age bracket, but I'll be, um, I'll be training uh, in Guelph. There's a place called Ferraro Karate and Martial Arts. My buddy Steve is there. He's been running a Nogi program for a couple of years, and we're going to try to make that bigger. Um, and we're going to be kind of doing a Nogi thing. Like, so it, there may be Gi stuff down the road, but I don't do, I'm not sure about that. Vinny is running it mostly now. He's a teacher, he's a great instructor, but I'll also be affiliated with Stony Creek BJJ. So that's a nice. club that's. Matt Rocca, who you guys yep. have met, fucking great guy. And Phil Vandebugle, who's another, Phil is one of those guys that like, I wish that he had committed a hundred percent to jujitsu. Like he was a wrestler, became a police officer, but just super, super talented. Uh, I think he won the, the trials like around like a, like a, he won a trip to the North American trial or something. Okay. His Nogi game was unbelievable. And he placed third in, in the men's division uh, at purple belt. Uh, a long time ago as well um, so they're opening a gym and I'm going to be teaching out of there hopefully um, and then hopefully I can get back and Pura will be open to some degree with PJ so those are kind of the things that I think I have on my plate right now but God only knows where we'll be in a few years and when this is over but that's kind of what I'm aiming for right now so so we'll see we'll see and uh, you know be a lot a lot of clubs like you know because you know a lot of things have happened obviously in the last like year and a bit so i think there are once things are finally settled i think you'll see a lot more options i think for people to train with i think there'll be you know a lot more things opening up yeah uh, hopefully you'll anyway. be uh, teaching in a few different places it'll be nice yeah well we'll see hopefully you know that's the that's the uh that's the goal and just keep training man that's that's kind of the priority i just want to try to stay active and not get disconnected from the sport because we've had so much downtime you know so yeah, but yeah that's kind of the plan no that's great I, I i look forward especially like 
meeting up with you eventually in the near future. I hope. Yeah, so. man. When you guys um, have your, when you, if you guys get a blinged out uh, Joe Rogan esque studio in person, it'd be nice to like sit down and chat with you guys like face to face instead of this computer we'll, stuff. We'll so. build his oh, Austin, yeah. Austin, Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Studio yeah, that yeah. he has in the, yeah, ro- in the rocket ship. What about well, you, the, guys? The, the you new, guys? The new, the new studio is pretty good. Like the other one was a piece of crap. I hated. Now, I couldn't even watch in that. Yeah, like the the new one's thing nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it just has a more like it felt very it felt very claustrophobic watching like it almost watching it made me like yeah, it was like too it was close very weird. And, yeah, yeah, it was just very it almost looked like he took a real step back in terms of like his budget. I was like, what the hell are you doing? You're you're worth like one hundred and fifty million dollars now. Like at least have a like a, a nice open you space. Got, you got a few money. You can yeah, buy all really. the TRT you want. Like, come on, yeah, he's come in on a, Joe Rogan. What are you he's doing? In a, he's in a red submarine now doing fucking podcasts. I'm like, he's what he's the not going to listen this? to this anyway. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I, I highly <laughs> doubt he's going to listen to anything fucking I Fucking Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this submarine. But what about you guys? Everything's good with you guys with the podcast. Seems like you guys are, uh, you guys are doing great too, man. It's cool to see you guys per, like pushing and, and continuing to do this, you know? So that's really Yeah, cool. no, like podcast is doing really good we got a bunch of episodes we still got to release and then we we got more guests lined up which is awesome so we're getting out there a lot more especially like when we look at like trying to feature as many canadian athletes as possible but we're also reaching out to a lot of different guys in the u.s we're going to try to hook up with somebody out in europe right now trying to figure out his time so we're we got a bunch of things on the go so good man and we just celebrated our one year anniversary. I know. I cool. saw that. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank We're, you. I've been, I've been stuck with Aaron currently for the full year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. basically. That's no, all right. Like, the, the, I mean, the plan is really where, and I'll let everybody know, like a plan is eventually is like when we get out of this uh, internet space type studio, we want to go start heading out to different clubs and actually doing kind of like the, the flow grappling like um mat club. side chats yeah the mat side yeah that'd chats, be awesome but like but like actually go to the club and, you know do kind of like an episode like show the actual club interview the the people there have an actual good conversation kind of make it like a full episode of like uh and like a, a series honestly so I that's, that's kind of great the, man yeah which is going to be it'll be awesome once we get going and that's what we're kind of waiting for and then eventually if mike and i decide to go crazy and open up our studio or our own place which would be great so well yeah you guys will have a, it'll be nice because you'll have a lot more sort of options right like content wise like you can go to yeah. play like so but i mean you guys are killing it like i mean it takes a lot to continue to you've made the most of like a shitty situation so you guys should be like proud of the work you're doing i think it's awesome you know so no, thank you. Congrats. Appreciate on it, Paul. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me too. I'm always here for some hot controversial takes. If you ever need well, me. <laughs> controversial action. I'll be the, I'll be the Alex Jones of the podcast. Only fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to I need the controversy to blow up my only fans page. So yeah, yeah. Pornhub, only yeah, yeah. fans. So, so for all Paul, those listening, I love his like, yeah. Paul, I, Paul will attach his only fans handle at the bottom of the podcast. Yeah. So just scroll, scroll down. I, I talk all this shit about steroids and then like two weeks later, I'm all gassed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the 225 jacked all of a sudden. What what happened? That was like three weeks ago. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I got to even the playing field. Oh, exactly. Well, everybody, thank you again so much for hanging out with us, Paul. We do appreciate it. Oh we're God. Anytime guys. I'm so sorry that I missed your, like the, I I've been, I've been kind of, 
I'm turned into a fucking homemaker. I'm painting. I'm doing everything. I just I, flew, I, I went off the radar there for a minute. So I, I apologize. I hope I didn't. No waste worries. Time you're you're there, renovating but, yeah. the house. You're buying yeah, like sixty five hundred dollars worth of plywood, which is yeah, like exactly yeah which days. is about which is about three pieces of lumber. Yeah, that's about it these days. So no, but anytime, guys, anytime. And uh, if there's ever anybody that like I you want to chat chat with that I can connect you with, fuck. You know, yeah, no, like, if I can ever help you guys, definitely let, yeah. let us know. We'll, we'll yeah. chat. All right, man. Well, good right. talk.